You are listening to the Power of Why podcast. Now, like I mentioned before, my grandfather was somebody who worked his entire life until he was 84. And when he couldn't no longer come to work, he was stuck at home and he did not know what to do. Like he was just stuck in this idea of like, oh, well, I, I only work. What do I do now? And that's where I'm like, well, hobbies play such an important role in everyday life for everybody because it keeps you grounded. It keeps you sane. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you going. Hello, hello. It's Naomi here. Welcome to another episode of the Power of Why podcast, where I talk to creatives and founders about their purpose and how they navigate living on their own terms. As you know, I also package these episodes into show notes that break down the conversation, provide links to resources and people that we mentioned in the episode, and very practical ways to explore yourself and your creativity. So make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. I've dropped the link in the description box. Enjoy this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi, and today I am joined by the awesome Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I got awesome before my name. That's dope. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Alex. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm so excited to chat with you today. And, you know, we had a chance to connect a couple months ago when I was actually on your podcast to talk about traveling. And, you know, for this episode, I'd love for you to really talk about, you know, how this whole thing came to be, how you even got your start. Um, But before that, I wanted to give the audience a little bit of context on your story. So Alex has always enjoyed activities and projects that have an audio component to them. He started off as a rapper, uh, you know, creating lyrics that uplifted people on their journey. And as you got older, you decided to play around with music production programs. And you created all of this from scratch in the genres of classical, hip-hop, R&B. So your decision and journey starting a podcast is also fascinating and is a real testament to assessing your current strengths and gifts and reevaluating how you spend your time um, creating just content and things that people can enjoy in their own life. So thanks so much, Alex, for being here. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your origin story and how you got into the world of podcasting yourself. Well, first of all, I have to say thank you for having me here. This is a wonderful honor. And I also thank you for being a guest on my podcast on episode 78, which is fantastic. We just bonded so well there. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I just love everything related to audio. And there's also a part I forgot to tell you that I used to be a tour guide on the Rideau Canal and in France. So that's where the public speaking aspect came into play, where I was just very comfortable talking to people, talking in front of people in English and in French. So it's kind of like a mixture of all that. But uh, yeah, I've always wanted to do something. Rapping was cool, like you said. It was for myself, but I also wanted to do something that touched other people, that helped out other people. Like, Like you said, music can be very subjective. Not everybody will enjoy it. I decided one day after a friend told me, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'd be like, I said to myself, well, you know what? I already have all the equipment. Why don't I give it a try? Because before then, I was always interested in radio because it's cool to have radio there and just share your story. But And also your voice. Don't Let's not forget about your voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So speaking about my voice, uh, I think it was like when I was 14 or a little bit older, my voice just dropped. So like one day, it just like dropped multiple octaves. And uh, people are like, Alex, you have a radio voice. I'm like, oh, thank you. 
And uh, I wasn't, I didn't think much of it at the time. And they're like, oh, Alex, you should do radio. You should do radio. And I said, yeah, but I don't know what I would want to do it about. And I was just like, in this like stuck moment of like, oh, what should I do about this, this, this? Nah, nothing really came to mind. But then it goes, it goes back to that idea where a friend said, oh, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. And I said, you know what, I'll do it too. I have all the equipment. I already said that. And when it came to actually choosing the topic, it honestly, I couldn't tell you like, it was like a magical journey where I saw this and I saw this and I came to a realization. No, it was straight up just <laughs> hobbies. Okay, cool. Like I didn't second guess it. And I'm like hobbies. And when it came to coming up with the title, time for your hobby. That's what it is. It's literally that. <laughs> it's like straightforward of what the podcast is about. The podcast is about time for your hobby. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's that's how I came up with the name and how I got started is I'm sure for you is the same. You reached out to some friends and family because those are the easiest people to get on your yeah. podcast when you first start off because they're the most willing. Thank you for everyone who has been there. So I've even had my grandmother, which apparently, you know, your <laughs> grandmother is incredible for one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so Ottawa is just a very small community and, uh, so I had my grandmother, a few of my best friends, uh, good friends up in, until episode 20. And then I started interviewing people um, from Ottawa online. And then it just started going for people around the world online. So the first interaction I have with these people are literally the conversation we have on that episode. So it's, and what I do, uh, cut me off if I'm just ranting too much. I'm just no, very passionate this so about this. Cool. <laughs> no, because I think, you know, the important part that I really love about your podcast story is how this idea for hobbies came to mind and you didn't question it. You didn't say, oh, but what if this is not perfect enough? What if I don't have a great title? Like you, it came to mind, thought about it, you acted, you had all the equipment ready. And I think that's so fascinating because when I talk to a lot of people who are thinking about starting any type of project, I think a lot of them get stuck in the early stages, whether it's planning or, you know, what the title should be or what the cover art should look like. And it actually stops you from creating what you're supposed to create, right? Mm -hmm. And actually reaching people and being able to build community. And like, can you talk a little bit about why it was like why, especially in the early stages, it was so easy to just get the ball rolling? Like what was your mindset at the time? So the mindset is that my grandfather was, this is, there's multiple things that came into play. So one, the first reason is that my wife was working night shifts. So when I came home, I ne didn't necessarily have anybody to talk to because we had different sleep schedules and different days off. So I wanted to keep myself entertained, but not just for myself. I wanted to talk to other people. Sure, I had my friends for gaming and talked on Discord, but I wanted to make something that I can look back to and like, oh, this is a cool conversation about something that was interesting. And when it actually came to the hobby aspect, um, I knew right off the bat that every episode is going to be different and not everybody's going to listen to every episode. Look, so when people are like, oh, well, I got these big numbers, 500 listens. I'm like, yeah, I, that's pretty awesome. I know that's not going to happen for me necessarily because one day somebody might like traveling, but they might not like the next episode about scrapbook photography or scrapbooking. So, and that's completely fine because my ideas are rather reach many people and I'll get that many listens. So at least I'm helping out somebody, whether it's one listener or two, at least somebody's listening like, okay, well, I can take some inspiration from this and hopefully it helps them get through a hard time. They don't have to contact me directly. Just the idea that it's out there and hopefully somebody picks it up and listens to it and pass on the good energy and picks up a new hobby that can be very beneficial. That's a good thing. Now, like I mentioned before, my grandfather 
was somebody who worked his entire life until he was 84. And when he couldn't no longer come to work, he was stuck at home and he did not know what to do. Like he was just stuck in this idea like, oh, well, I, I only work. What do I do now? And that's where I'm like, well, hobbies play such an important role in everyday life for everybody because it keeps you grounded. It keeps you sane. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you going because whether you know it or not, a lot of people have hobbies, whether it's a big one or a small one, just collecting coins. That's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It keeps you in this state of happiness, whether you do it all the time or you do it once a month, once a year. It's just that idea that it's kind of like touching the mental health aspect indirectly. So it's more focusing on the hobby aspect than just finding that thing that makes you happy. So it's the power of why. Why do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm curious what you think about these conversations about monetizing your hobby. And mm. I've almost, I almost feel like right now in this age of entrepreneurship, everyone should be an entrepreneur, that mm. it almost stripped away the pure joy and bliss of just doing something that you enjoy without the pressure of having to turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. And like, how does your podcast, because you have wide ranging hobbies, hobbies that I've never even heard of. <laughs> What's your perspective on, on just having a hobby that you enjoy, like the true essence of a hobby and how has your definition changed at all? So, uh, no, my definition has not changed. So off the bat, I feel like if you're picking up a hobby, you should definitely pick it up for the sentimental value of making you feel good. You should never pick up a hobby thinking it will make you money right off the bat. You should always go in for something that you enjoy doing. And I personally have no problem with people making money with their hobby, like just on the side making money. But if you turn your hobby into your, into your career, that's where I find this little gray area because it no longer becomes your hobby. It becomes your career. And uh, for me personally, when I did music, I had chances to like monetize it and make money out of it or sell my music and stuff like that. But I always wanted to do it for free because it was one of those things that even after a long day, I wanted to come back to it and just fiddle around, make music with no pressure of a deadline or I have to do this for this person at a specific time. So it's just like that escape from reality in an aspect, in a way. And uh, for my music, that's why I had a studio where I recorded people and I just did it for free. I never asked for any money because it was more of the enjoyment of recording, editing, singing, rapping, all that. So once again, when it comes to hobbies, I think the priority for people should be to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then it's not necessarily a hobby. It becomes a chore or like a responsibility that you have to do to get income, Mm -hmm. which you know what, to each their own, right? You could do whatever you want. And being an entrepreneur is awesome. Like, so for me, yeah, I, I live in this gray bubble right now where this podcast is, it's a hobby, but it's on a schedule and it's monetized. It's kind of one of those weird things. So for me personally, I still see this as a hobby. It's never going to be my main job, guaranteed. I don't want this to be my career. I have, because I want this to be something I can fall back on and just listen to it and relax. And whenever I'm having a long day, whether I have a long day and I do an interview, have a conversation with somebody, I relax, or I'm like having a long day and have no interviews, I edit mm-hmm. or I do some promotional stuff. It's one of those things I can just jump in. And like you and me, the great thing is that we record ahead of schedule. So you're yeah. <laughs> one, but by the time we're recording this, you're releasing episode 31. So you're right. two and a half months ahead of schedule, which is awesome. <laughs> so it, it gives you that time to like relax mm-hmm. and come into it and just go casually at it. 
Yeah. And in one of our first conversations, you mentioned how important it is to have these conversations in a very judgment-free space. And what inspired that feeling and intention for you that people can, because I think there are also some hobbies that may not be quote unquote accepted in society. Mm -hmm. How important was it for you to set and create a space where people can freely talk about their hobbies and what they enjoy doing without that judgment component, right? That's that's a very good question. So when I started off, I made the decision that I was going to do audio over video because when you do video, this is just for me personally, when it came to hobbies, I was planning to interview everyone and anyone. I didn't want people to start judging people off of their appearance off the bat because whether we like it or not, humans are pretty judgmental. Myself, we're all judgmental in a sense, whether we like it or not, subconsciously or consciously. So I wanted to make it like a, just a neutral zone. And what I also decided to do is only go off of first name basis and not even just first name. I asked my guests if they'd rather use a nickname or a fake name. So <clears throat> basically it just hides their identity. So mm -hmm. people focus just on the hobby itself. And what I also do to make sure that my guests are comfortable is that after I edit every single episode, I know I'm, I don't need to do this, but I send the episode off to my guests so they can listen to it. Yeah. If there's any part they do not like, I, we could remove it, change it, or if they don't like the entire episode, we just delete it. I had a guest, uh, well, back episode 29, it was supposed to be 29, where we inter had an interview. She didn't like the way she sounded, so we just scrapped that interview, and then we rescheduled, did another interview. She still didn't like the way she sounded. We scrapped that one. So we, I never released her episode, but the idea is that at least I send that off to her because my priority is to make sure my guest is, is comfortable with yeah. whatever they're releasing. And uh, I don't release anything until I get their approval. That's so important, especially when your name is associated with it. It's important to, to make sure that people are comfortable with what they're putting out there, right? And mm -hmm. the message that they're sharing. And if it's accurately representing their beliefs and their thoughts and their feelings in that moment. So, yeah, I really love how you do that. And, and actually, on that, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go ahead, Alex. <laughs> Well, if, if many people might have noticed that for my podcast, myself, I just refer to myself as Alex. I don't necessarily have a last name on my podcast. If I do, it's Hobby. I just call myself Alex Hobby because I don't necessarily want the focus to be on me. And mm -hmm. with the internet nowadays, this is my, just my personal thought. For the internet nowadays, I don't want people to go through my personal stuff to go find like my family and friends who are not necessarily involved. Right. So the idea is that also I don't want people to focus on me, focus on my guests. That's the idea. Right, right. And what have you personally learned about starting a podcast? And, you know, you mentioned earlier how you started interviewing your friends and your family until episode 2021. Mm -hmm. And then now, I mean, you have a map and I want to share a link for <laughs> in the show notes for viewers and listeners of the show that you interview people from all over the world at this point. And, you know, what have you really learned about starting this podcast and having the opportunity to talk to so many different types of people? Well, what I've learned is that there's a lot of misconceptions out there about hobbies. And what I find awesome, like you mentioned the world map, without, I thought of that later on, but I'm like, that would be so cool for people to have a visual to see, oh, well, somebody who's from Algeria does voice acting. Somebody from uh, Rwanda does uh, listens or watches sports anime. It's like, oh, cool. I can relate to that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I didn't know people from there does that hobby. People from uh, China does that. People from uh, Venezuela do that. It's the idea of like connecting the world together and mm -hmm. saying, okay, we're, we're different, but we're not that different in the end. We're all looking for happiness. And what I've learned 
uh, from uh, most of the episodes, when I ask people, do you have one big piece of advice you can give to people? Most people say the same thing and it's the perfect answer. And just, they say, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Guess, yeah. <laughs> Is it just start? Yeah. That's okay. Exactly <laughs> that's exactly it. And that's like, it goes back to the idea when you were asking about how did I just started this podcast? Like, yeah. it was the idea, like, I knew I was going to be bad at the beginning, but it's a learning process. The more you do it, the more you learn, the better you get. Mm-hmm. So like right now I'm, I'm at, I recorded 96 episodes. I'm sure if I get to 200 episodes, I'll be a lot better than what I am currently at right now. It's always about just learning and improving. There's no race. You don't have to be like the top podcast or off day one or the top <laughs> person at your hobby at day one. Cause I have people who came on the podcast who were casual hobbyists who just started the hobby. Some who have not done the hobby for years. Uh, I think it was a cooperative storytelling. She hasn't done it since she was a kid, but she was more than happy to talk about it. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if I'm a little off the question, but yeah. <laughs> that's such a great thing to highlight as well of, off the bat, it doesn't need to be this masterpiece. <laughs> and I think that's the crazy part about people who, and even myself when I was first starting, I think I planned and deliberated for about a year before I even got started on mm-hmm. recording and reaching out to people. I just liked the idea of it and it resonated with me. And up until that point, I loved uh, watching interviews. And just mm-hmm. learning about people and reading biographies. It's so much pressure for it to have to be perfect or, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to go through those initial trial periods of figuring it out because you may look a certain type of way. But mm-hmm. I think when you're looking back now, I almost am very grateful for those early episodes of it being so weird and recording on my cell phone and doing it from my friend's living room, like all of those moments led me to where we are today. And same with you, Alex. It's interesting that a lot of that advice was related to just getting started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that your interview style has changed over the time you've done this? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think also around, we all have a style. And I think your style starts to, you start to find your voice and figure out what you really enjoy. And I think even through the editing process, you were mentioning earlier, Alex, mm-hmm. um, and I love how you've turned this into an interview <laughs> where you're asking <laughs> questions at this point. Sorry. Oh, the same half, the same, this. <laughs> this, no, the same happened when I came on yours. I started asking you, questions. <laughs> you know, let me turn this back to you. Yes. Yes. As you were evolving, I like that question a lot. As you were evolving, how did you find your voice and how did how do you think that your style has changed so i guess um from episode 20 like from the beginning it was more rigid of course because i was following questions but it didn't change that much because i kind of had an idea what i wanted to achieve like for every episode there's key questions that i keep in so i ask how did you get introduced to your hobby what does it mean to you what are some misconceptions uh what, what how what role did it play in your life Now, these are key questions that I have in every single episode because it brings that connection between episode one to episode 96. So people are like, okay, well, this is the reason why they do it. This is the reason why they do it for their episode. And when it came to my style of interview, I think around maybe episode 70, or maybe earlier, I can't remember. It's when I started becoming more free flow. But Mm -hmm. I've kind of been pretty free flow for every episode, but... More now time now times nowadays I do 
uh, interviews where I like, instead of just following the, the question, I'm like, all right, well, this, I'm just going to ask this question here. And you've noticed this is I send the questions to my guests ahead of schedule so they can review it. They don't have to answer on the page. They just can take a look at it because some people like to prepare beforehand. So ideally what it happens is that they have that there and I go through the questions and I ask some questions and, um, sometimes I go a little off, but at least they're structured. So they're less nervous. So that's the way it's structured. So people are more comfortable coming in. And I, I really do enjoy the way I interview him. Yeah. That sounds narcissistic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was first starting and tell me, if this is also something that you noticed and really delved into mm-hmm. is I was so fascinated by these people. Like when you start to reach out to folks that you don't know that are out of your initial network at the beginning, there, these are questions that you oftentimes can't really ask strangers. But the fact that it's on a podcast and, you know, we're doing it for the purposes of this interview and sharing it with our community, it's almost like free ground to inquire about their journey and what they've learned and and all of those incredible things that oftentimes is difficult when you're just cold emailing or cold messaging folks without any context. Mm -hmm. So has that been like, what are the stuff that you've really enjoyed about interviewing people and bringing people into this whole time time for your hobby world the best part of it it has to be having them on this podcast and allowing them to just speak their heart like one guy this is an episode i mentioned a lot and it's one of my most memorable episodes is episode 27 with urtai he lives in north macedonia or i think it's called republic of north macedonia now and he is blind but plays board games but before mm. he went blind he developed a nap. He was an engineer that helped him play his favorite board game. So that idea is like, he wants to, he's an advocate for blind or visually impaired board gamers. Yeah. So he wants to get the voice out there. And he has a podcast as well called Sightless Fun. But the idea is that he is so determined to keep doing his hobby, despite that hobby being predominantly made for people who have sight. So that, that's like, that makes me happy that like, oh, cool. I think that's my most listened episode. Wow. The idea that people listen to it and then hopefully, let's say, people get inspired to do the same. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really enjoy. I really enjoy the chance to get people's voice out there and get people to learn something new. Like I had somebody who said they didn't necessarily listen to episode, uh, my episode about pole dancing because they thought it was about strippers. And I told Mm -hmm. them, no, 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 this this is not about stripping. And also the person who does pole dancing is actually in medical school right now to become a doctor. So it's one of those things like, just take a look. Honestly, it doesn't hurt anybody to listen to any episode. Yeah, I can guarantee you that all my guests are wonderful people and they do get rid of all those misconceptions you might've thought of. Yeah, that's such an important piece. The whole judgment-free, but also being able to learn about something that is completely new. And maybe you do have misconceptions. I think that's actually one of the questions that you ask all your guests. And I think we all have misconceptions about other people and the stuff that we're unfamiliar with or don't have a lot of information about. So I like that you're bringing those stories to the masses. For those who think that there are like high barriers to entry for podcasting, can you talk a little bit about your process and the tools that you use to record and edit and all of the good things? Oh, this, this, is my, uh, this is my golden moment right here. Uh, actually, it doesn't take that much to start a podcast. There's so many free resources. It is kind of hard to find because everything is scattered everywhere. And 
a lot of companies are jumping into the podcasting bandwagon. I mean, those who are like trying to process podcasting or do services for podcasting. So it might be a little hard to find what you need. I did do, if Naya, we would like to share, I did do a Google Drive doc yes. where I did a bunch of resources. I even made a, a whole tutorial on Reddit on how to start a podcast, all the resources, how to upload to Apple, Spotify, all that for free. Like most of the resources there are free. Like you can start a podcast. And like Naomi and I said, you don't have to be perfect right off the bat. It's a learning experience, right? You got to learn how to walk before you run. It's, it's exactly the same thing. Like I'm barely, I'm crawling right now. I'm not at the running stage. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm crawling. <laughs> but the idea is that the resources are, resources are there. I personally, I use Adobe Audition. I started off using Cool Edit Pro. If anybody remembers that, that's an old, old program. I used to record my music on that. For free programs, there's Audacity. If you want a good paid program, there's also Reaper. And there's also a lot of services for, like, say, if you want to record online, like Zoom, mm -hmm. or you can use Voice Meter Banana, which is an audio interface or virtual audio interface. Now, I'm saying all these things as if most of you understand. I'm not being condescending. I'm just knowing, saying this because I know this, but if you click on the link, I'll share with Naomi, you'll have all that there. I go into a lot of details because I understand that if somebody just posts an image saying, this is how you do it. Okay, great. But how do I get there? Well, you just, just be there. Wait, no, that doesn't answer. No, no. I, I go into detail. So it's very clear and concise. What else do I do for editing? So I do Adobe Audition. I use Skype for my online interviews. But once again, this is me knowing I like to play with software and I know audio stuff and that's how I play around. Important things to do editing is compression. I'm saying these like uh, dynamic processing. These are all fun words that I use. But once again, it's going to be in the link. If you guys click, you can follow. I sent the, I shared it with Naomi. A picture. Yeah, so I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the show notes for sure. <laughs> yeah, those are, that's like, and my process, my editing process changed over time. Like sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. And one thing you absolutely have to do before you record, test your audio. Absolutely test your audio because there's some chances that you will record an episode without testing your audio. And then once the episode is done, you realize, oh, maybe the mic wasn't plugged in or it wasn't recording properly or it was glitching. There's so many things. So preparation, it's that rule of measure twice, cut once applies in podcasting as well. I can definitely say that there have been a couple episodes where the audio was whack. Like I can't even describe how bad it was. But I don't think that these small things should be a barrier to starting. Mm -hmm. And once you have content out there, you have something to improve. You can't improve something that you haven't started. My dad, back when I was in school, he told me that when you're writing an essay or a project, just write. Write just write whatever comes to your mind because it's a lot easier to work on something that is there than work on nothing. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing I wanted to add. <laughs> right. No, I completely agree. And when did you start your podcast, Alex? I started my podcast. So I started recording back in August, 2018, but I, I said to myself that I only will start releasing once I recorded 10 episodes. So the moment I recorded 10 episodes, I released the first episode. So I released the first episode in September, 2018. And ever since then, I've always did a thing to keep at least 10 episodes ahead of schedule just in case something happens. And how has your life changed since you started your podcast? Oh, it's changed so much. I made so many friends. Like I'm the type of dude that if you come on, my, come on my podcast, we're friends. And what's cool is that like when I see something online that relates to their hobby, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to send it to them. And then we just catch up on that thing. And what I also love is that my guests 
interact with each other. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like they're becoming friends, they're following each other, they're helping each other out. It's really that. It's the community aspect. Whether we meet in person or don't, I want to be there for all my guests and support them throughout anything. And when they do post on Instagram or Twitter, or especially on Instagram, actually, I share it. You, you know always share. Always. <laughs> I try. I try my yeah. best to like share their hobby. That's so awesome. I really admire how community driven and focused that you are in your work because I think it shines through in all our conversations and mm -hmm. even you know your activity online and sharing your platform to also allow them to reach more people I'm just super grateful that our paths cross and we're able yeah. to have these conversations online it was thanks to our mutual friend nick and linda <laughs> yes who i randomly met at starbucks i think when you're able to have these platforms for those relationships to mm -hmm. to grow and continue to cultivate your life is never going to be the same and at least you, you made something that can be left for the next generation that's the cool thing like i wanted to make something like my kids if i have kids can listen to it if they're going through a hard time it's like, oh, dad, you sound like an idiot, but I like this <laughs> hobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we head into the final question of the power mm -hmm. of why, do you have any parting words for the audience and something that really helped you on your journey, on your path? I know it sounds very cheesy saying this, but even through dark times, just try to find some light because everything is momentarily, right? Everything lasts for a little moment and things that can help let's say for my podcast is hobbies pick up a hobby whether don't try to think that you have to be the expert the pro at the beginning like if you want to play piano just fiddle around with a piano if you want to start coding start coding just you're going to make mistakes and just take it in strides it's you know you didn't you weren't perfect when you started riding a bike right you you did a few falls and then you got back on and kept on going like for me when i finally achieved riding a bike my dad was so happy he gave me two thumbs up I was the idiot who let go of the handles and gave him two thumbs up. I fell, but I got back up. So it's the idea of just keep trying. And I sound like my other guests. Just do it. Just get started. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's my best advice I can give. That's awesome. And how can people connect with you online? So the people can find me on Instagram at Time for Your Hobby, on Twitter, which is TFYH podcasts uh i also have a website called timeforyourhobby.com slash wix or something like that if you literally if you write time for your hobby podcast on google it will just pop up everywhere if you'd like to be on my podcast you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com or even if you have questions about podcasting shoot me a message saying hey alex i heard you on that power of why episode help me out I'm like all right cool let's do it <laughs> and all the links for where you can find and reach alex will be in the show notes and for the final question on the power of why, Alex, what is your why? You know, when shit hits the fan and you're tired and maybe on the brink of giving up on your mission, what is the reason that you keep going? And I want you to be really specific. Well, I'd like to start off by saying uh, this is a really cheesy thing I say all the time. So when people say why, so my power of why would be why not? What do I have to lose? I have a lot more to gain than to lose. So my why for this podcast, for this hobby is that, well, in these dark days, not just now because of the whole situation going on, but in these darker days. Okay, <laughs> context, COVID, COVID-19 right now is happening. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it. I just say <laughs> dark times. Yeah, but my why is I want to leave something for the next generation, something they can come and look at or listen to when they're going through a hard time. The idea is that I want to make a podcast that at least has one episode for everybody on earth. 
that's ambitious but eventually i'm going to try to touch every hobby so somebody will at least get to connect with the people i talk to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode you can find the show notes at naomihaile.com and if you haven't already subscribe to the power of why on spotify or itunes wherever you listen to podcasts and i look forward to you listening to next week's episode 